Welcome to the Be a Light in the Darkness podcast, where the whole universe is standing on tiptoe, waiting for the revelation of the sons and daughters of God, and you are one of them. Welcome to our little fireside chat. We don't have an actual fireplace, but we'll imagine one. We're happy that you are here with us again, and we hope that you will like and subscribe and come back for many more episodes. We enjoy having you listen to us and your comments. Thank you for being a part of the family. And we're your co-hosts, Cindy Lee and Natchez Lee. So today, I wanted to discuss a bit and share about some things that have been on my mind that I've been praying about, meditating on, uh, contemplating, and just wanted to have that discussion as it relates to who we are, what we're here for, here to be. So I've been pondering, just reflecting on what we're seeing all around us in the world in events and things happening, but just also in the state of humanity, where people are. I feel that if we look around, it really doesn't take long, or it's not difficult to see just a lot of hurt and pain around us in people's hearts, their minds, spirits. It makes me wonder why. Why is it that there is so much hurt that leads to abuse and violence and all of these things that are not who we are? Why do we continue to perpetuate it as humanity generation after generation? Exactly. So it's difficult to see, and it just made me wonder why. Obviously, there's a component of what we would call sin in the Christian tradition, and what sin really is, wrong thinking to start with, not totally being a surrendered person to the creator of the universe. That's what sin was about, that we would be as gods. And then that's what we're talking about on this show, is to be a revealed son or daughter of God, which means that we have been, through the sacrifice that Jesus, Yeshua, made on the cross, elevated back to that status to where we have that sonship and daughtership relationship, that we regain that original image and intent for what humanity was supposed to be is perfect reflections of God. Right. You're touching on an aspect of what came to me in pondering this. I think one of the key pieces is the sense of separation from God the turning away from God, whether it is specific, overt, on purpose, or whether it's unintentional in whatever degree, or just not knowing. But in some way, we've turned away from God, and there is a perceived separation that creates this emptiness that we then fill with all kinds of other things like sin or just External, yeah, drugs, alcohol, addictions, you know, just patterns of behavior or thinking that doesn't serve. Well, 
that's what sin really was. It was the cutoff of access to God. It says in the beginning that every evening they walked with God in the garden. Now, I don't feel personally that we're ever cut off from God, but we can think we are and that, act as if. That's what the knowledge of good and evil did. It put a blinder on us to the realization that we have continual, never-ending, constant access to the Creator, to God. The fact that in every breath we take, we're in His presence. We're inviting His presence into our being when we breathe. Talk a little more about the breath of God. Well, that's the breath of God is everything. It's weaved constantly throughout Scripture. It's talked about in Eastern traditions. It's called prana, chi, the life force. The Hebrew and Christian scriptures, they often refer to it as spirit or Holy Spirit. But every time that it is used in the Bible in Greek or Hebrew or Aramaic, it doesn't matter which language, that word can be translated as spirit, breath, or wind. That means that it is all three at once. But the breath is especially important because the breath is always with us. We actually, as humans, breathe automatically without thinking about it. So you're literally, every breath without thinking about it, you're taking the Spirit of God inside of you. So it's personal. It's embodied. Yeah. It's a necessary aspect of You don't living. exist without it. Right. It's intimate. Yeah. So you can't get more intimate. It's, it's why it says in the Bible also, he walks closer with us than a brother could. He's literally inside of us with every breath we take. And it's that intimacy with God that I am connecting to. And I feel that kind of going back to that perceived separation that creates all of these, what would we say, the hurts and the despair, you know, everything that we aren't truly meant to be, everything in the, the darkness the dark realm. That separation, we see that kind of repeated in, in so many people, and myself included, in the past. And it's I think it's always a, a process of c coming closer to God within us and building that relationship with God, with Holy Spirit, connecting into our breath that is from God. It's the connection that binds every human being together on this planet, because every one of us is breathing. We have to breathe to continue to exist. Now, one of the things about the breath, too, that we know to be true is the fewer times you breathe a minute, the longer you live. Some of the longest lived beings on the planet, say tortoises, breathe three to four times a minute. If you've read anything about any of the yogis who go and meditate in caves in the Himalayas and not, they talk about getting down to just one breath a minute. Do you feel that partially because in between those breaths, it's a stillness, it's a presence, it's that the, intimacy with God? The stillness comes when you learn to slow your breath down. That's why it says, be still and know. Be still and I'll fight for you. Exodus fourteen fourteen. Be still and know. Psalm 46.10. The stillness is when you really 
enjoy the intimacy with God. So when you learn to just savor the presence of God, the goodness of God, the peace of God, the love of God, because in the stillness, you see the reflection of who you are really supposed to be. And you want to take that reflection and not just have it be a reflection anymore, but you want to integrate it into your being. You don't want to be that person that causes hurt and harm to others anymore, to any being on this planet. And really, if you think about it, even if it's you who is hurting or angry or whatever it is, it doesn't just start and end with you. We are all part of the same substance, which is God, which is that breath. And energetically and even physically, your hurt, your anger, what whatever it is, it affects everything around you as well. Yeah, absolutely. It it even goes deeper. It's the thoughts. Again, I go back to the thoughts that everything all starts with the thoughts and learning to control your thoughts. And one of the things that you do in the stillness is learn to control your thoughts. And it's not a a one time I go into the stillness and I've I, I mastered controlling my thoughts. It's an ongoing process of coming back every day. It's why it says in the Bible, his mercies are new every morning, because we need to renew that sense of mercy with inside of ourselves through coming into a place of stillness. That's why it's so important to have a, a daily devotional time, a daily meditation time, a daily prayer time, where you come and you just allow Yahweh to minister to you. You don't come and ask for things. You don't come and leave a laundry list of things that you need to do that day. I mean, those are. it's not that those aren't important, but it's paramount that we as individuals allow ourselves just to be, spend time with God in stillness. Because that's what really starts to change you. That's where we cultivate that connection, that relationship. And this is also how we can abide with God. Yeah. It teaches you how to, to take that abiding, to, to take where it says pray without ceasing. And one of the ways that you learn to pray without ceasing is through the breath. Because each breath becomes a prayer. When you realize and learn that when you inhale, you're saying the beginning of the name of Yah, and you exhale, way, and you're saying that with every breath you take in and out. And one of the ways you learn how to enter into the stillness is through focusing on your breath. I think that's so beautiful, thinking about breath. The... So, presence, the wraparound, saturating presence of God, the touch. The, the, the very corporal aspect of God through our breath, through our very breathing that gives, that sustains our life. Mm-hmm. Right? And God gave us life through breath. Yeah. And through vibration, through, through word. The word, yes. Well, the word, you, you don't create words without breath. Right. You can't create yeah. any words without breath. It takes the breath for you to create words that cause things to be created into existence. Even thoughts aren't created without breath. Those subtle thoughts you have, the thoughts that we share collectively, 
as a human species, I, I believe that thoughts aren't individual, but are universal. This is why you can have the same idea or invention be brought forward by several different people at one time. And that's happened multiple times throughout history, where an invention is patented in different countries or by different people, tried to by different people, the same invention, the same thought, because we're sharing the same thoughts. And many times... It's that spark of creativity. Yeah, it's the spark of creativity. is the person that acts upon it that brings it forth. And that's why you can't get too hard on yourself when you're having bad thoughts, evil thoughts, what somebody might call evil thoughts, is you have to realize that that's a collectively shared thought out there. And you want, this is why it says to take every thought captive. And when you take something captive, you, you're going to do more than just lock it away. You're going to examine it and you're going to see, is this a thought that I want to continue with? Is this a thought that I want to not have anymore in my being? Or is this a thought that is something that I should allow to come into action in my life? And that awareness is key to all of that. I mean, you can't really choose to change a thought or, or go in a different direction or reframe it if you're not aware to begin with. Yeah, that's awareness is the, the, the key to anything. It's It's like the person who finally becomes aware that they're abusive, abusing other people maybe, or abusing a drug or an alcohol, they can't begin to change until they become aware of the fact that they have a problem. Just like humanity as a whole can't change until they all realize that the good news that Jesus came to share was that we all have access to God again. And that's really what we're touching on here in terms of that intimacy right mm -hmm. so when we were talking about that separation that leads to being lost or turning away from god and, and all of the hurt what is the remedy for that what is the remedy for that we turn to god so when we talk about seeking his faith i think it is that deeply personal direct inside turning to God. It, it's not necessarily an outside thing. Oh, right. I mean, it's on different levels, but the inner peace of coming to God in a direct, personal, intimate way, outside of just the things that are taught, if we're talking about Christianity, for example, but this could be for any teaching or religion, it, it's beyond just what the doctrines are, what other people are telling us, what the pastor or priest is saying, and what's part of the structure of the church institution. It's beyond any of that. Whatever it is, even scripture, it's diving in to that relationship or into the, the word of God personally, deeply, like you are bringing up the breath and how we're physically as well as spiritually connected to God through breath. It is diving into the, the Word that way as well. Breath is the Word of God literally inside of you. And that's why it says in the Bible that I will write your Word upon your hearts. I will write my Word upon your minds. Through the breath, it literally is written inside of us. 
The breath is the connection to God that we all share. We need to realize just how intimate it is. Because once you start to appreciate what the breath is, it changes how you approach every aspect in life. So if we personally, from an inner place, come to God, seek his face, and take the time, those moments of stillness, and also just in our everyday lives, to abide in, to connect to, see God reflected in each person, in every creature, in all of creation, natural and supernatural, then we're an extension of that. And we can see God in everything. And we will also be much more able to turn away from any shame, feelings of unworthiness or guilt that makes us literally or metaphorically turn away from God and then feel and then go into that place of separation because that separation is the hell. Right. That is the hell. That's why it says eternal separation from God is hell. And if we truly know and feel and experience who we are as sparks of the divine and as children of God and how truly loved we are, and we feel that and know that on the deepest level, cellular DNA level of our being, that's where all the hurt and the abuse and those patterns and those openings for the darkness. There's no more place for it. Yeah, it washes you. It cleans your deepest wounds and heals them. It's how true healing takes place is when we come into the presence of God and we surrender our own will to allowing God's will to be paramount and first in our lives. This is why in the Lord's Prayer it says, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's a bridge there connected. Yeah. And this piece that we're talking about, this inner healing and the understanding of our identity or just how how loved we are, if we really know that, not only will it extend out, but that is the key piece that then leads to us being revealed. (laughs) Us really stepping in to that royal divine heritage heritage, and we will inhabit that and we will take dominion dominion in the sense of responsibility honoring loving the dominion happens when we surrender we surrender our will to the will of god because isn't that what that's what Satanism is all about. It's doing as thou wilt. Instead of doing as God wills, each individual picks up and decides that they're going to do as they personally will, which leads people into doing things that are hurtful to themselves and others. But when we choose to step into the place where we desire to be conduits of God's will, and allow heaven to invade earth through us, through the will of God, then we are truly stepping into this place of authority and dominion that God wants us to be in. Because his plans for every person on this earth are to prosper them. Plans of hope, 
plans of prosperity, plans for peace and divine love to take place. When we can incorporate that into the deepest part of our being through stillness, through knowing who and what God really is, more than just what religion has said what God is. This is why it also says in Scripture that when Jesus is at the final judgment and he's separating the sheep from the goats, and there'll be many that come to him and say, but God, I did this in your name, and I did this in your name, and I did this in your name, and he says, depart from me, I never knew you. Because they really haven't taken the time to know God. And it's, it's a knowing like a husband and wife, an intimacy that a husband and wife share. That's why the Song of Songs is at the very heart of the 66 books of what they call the Bible. It's about a love relationship. Right, that intimacy again. I'm going to share, so as kind of part of all of this, I just had a message from God really this morning related to this. So I'm just going to read what I wrote down from that experience. And I hope that it can inspire someone or if you need to be hearing this. This is what I heard. As you walk through your life in this realm, carry me with you. Don't get lost in the world. Move through the world and cherish it, but come back to me. Don't ever lose sight of who you are, where you came from. You are divine sparks of the great I am. You are a prince, a princess, kings and queens of your realm. This earth is in your dominion. Take it. Care for it. Honor it. Steward it. Love it. Be the sovereign sons and daughters of God that you are. Be a reflection of the fire that does not consume and the light that illuminates all darkness. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing it. We as a species have the most amazing days ahead of us. Mm. I think that humanity is on a track to be revealed as, as the sons and daughters of God are revealed. Things on this earth are going to change for the better. We're ready. Everyone's ready for it. We've been under this system of lies and deceit for so long even the church has lied the governments of course have lied all the institutions have lied they've lied about our history they've lied about what god really is they they don't even really teach people how to have an intimate relationship with god that's what discipleship is teaching someone to have that intimate relationship with God. Because once you get into a deep, intimate relationship with God, and he starts to reveal secrets to you, sometimes things that you can't even share with other people because they're, they're beyond words, frankly. And if you do try to share them, people don't understand what you're saying, and they'll look at you like you're crazy. Because God has plans for us that are so amazing, so profound. For each one of us. Yeah, each one of us. He has things that we are planned and destined to do, that if we will just reconnect with him through surrender, 
through moment by moment, breath by breath, offering our being up as a living sacrifice. And one of the ways you can do that is through the breath. As you breathe, your breath becomes an offering of all the energy that is inside of you, the breath, because it's the breath that sustains you. It's the energy that makes you go. And when you take and say, okay, God, I surrender every ounce of this energy to you, offer it up to you as I breathe in and out for you to use this vessel to bring about the best and most awesome creative acts that humanity's ever seen. That's how we do greater things than Christ has done. And he did the greatest thing that has ever been seen so far in humanity. He gave up his life for every human being on this earth. And if you want to start that relationship with Yeshua, all you have to do is say, okay, Yeshua, I accept you and I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Yeshua is Lord. It's that simple, but that's just the start. That's the beginning of the amazing adventure that you everybody gets to go on when they accept that God is God. So part of me is still wondering, how do we get so lost? You know, how do we stray so far? But ultimately, it doesn't matter so much because we always have access. We can always turn back. And God is always there. We just have to remember. Yeah. And that's so good. It is, it's a remembering. It's a realization. And that realization is something that you cultivate and grow. The realization becomes larger inside of you. When you realize the, the exact express image of God is inside, as you cultivate that relationship with Yeshua, with Yahweh, more of that image shines forth from your being in the actions you take, the words you say, and how you just look at humanity and begin to have compassion on each and every person that is so lost, even the ones who have done horrendous, heinous things to society, you still have to have compassion for them. And there's so many out there. It's that part of God's light is, you know, and, and being within each of us is building that ability to see the light in every person, no matter who they are, what they've done to you or to others. It's still being able to recognize that divine spark within each person. And I think we just, we need to acknowledge that more, of course, within ourselves and also then in every human being, every person. And the more that we can see that, the more we are shining the light on that and focusing on that versus the negative or the sins or the, the hurts and all of that. I think that we need to take our focus off those things, the negative, the sins. You need to acknowledge them if you have sin in your life or a negative thing in your life. But you can't dwell on it. You can't continue, as I hear so many people who believe in 
Yeshua say, Oh, I'm just a sinner. I can't help it. No. You've been given sainthood. That's the old nature. And by saying that, you're feeding the power of the old nature. And we have to feed the power of the new nature, the God-like nature, the, the God nature that's been put inside of us. It says in First Peter or Second Peter, I don't remember which one it is, that everything that we need has been deposited inside of us for divine power. Everything. It says in Ephesians that we've been seated in heavenly places in Christ. Paul prays that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened because we have to understand that we're saints, that we are saints first now. And that's part of the identity. And realizing it, walking in it, it's all about embodying it. But you can't embody something if it isn't taken within. Yeah. It doesn't come from within. And so this will probably be a different discussion, but I think that that's the piece in religion and Christianity that I feel like we can really integrate again. I think it's part of it, part of the tradition, but in many ways it's been neglected or lost. Yes, it has been repressed. And the the idea that each of us is a divine spark of God. Each of us is to do amazing, wonderful, creative things. And we don't have to wait for a pastor to tell us to do something. We don't have to wait for orders from a government or from a church body. God's called each one of us into an intimate personal relationship where he has plans for you that you can only begin to ask about or imagine. The greatest and wildest things that you could ask God for, he's got better. And back to what we were exploring, if we are turning away from God because we've, you know, turned our faces in shame or guilt or whatever it is, then we're not stepping into that part of the relationship. God is always there, always reaching out to us, but we're not able to receive mm-hmm. if we are caught in that unworthiness or guilt or shame. Right. There's so much to explore, and we'll continue to do that. And there's so much to really live into. I want to close with a prayer. So let's close with a prayer. Had you pray today, Cindy? Holy Spirit, God, None of these words or names really do you justice. There's not one thing that can capture you, and yet you are incarnate in each and every one of us. Thank you for your presence that we always have access to, that the light always shines. Sometimes, maybe more often than not, we need reminders of that. But thank you for the message. Thank you for the message written in our hearts that we always have access to. And thank you for what you've shared with me, with anyone listening, and just for sharing your unconditional love and light and help us to connect to and know that that love is deep within us. Help me and help all of us to see that and to acknowledge it, to 
bring that force through our entire beings, through all of our interactions with others in the world. Help us embody it, celebrate it, see it in others. Let's change the world for the better by being who we really are as children of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope if this is the first time you're listening to us that you like and subscribe, come back for more, and truly step out onto the path of choosing to be a revealed son or daughter of God. It's an amazing adventure. We love you. Have a good day. Bye for now.